This is Rob Tubbett for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. It's pay-per-view fight week, Joshua Pulev. I'm joined by Eddie Hearn. How are you, Eddie? I like your background there. It's a lot more corporate than normal. You know, normally you're like in sort of half in bed or you got, you know, sort of bits of rubbish in the background or dirty clothes. And now you've gone a little bit boardroom on me. Is this in your new offices here in Belgrade? Oh, So this nice. is the Boxing Social podcast booth, Eddie. We're doing a podcast nice. today. Very nice. Who have you got on today? Uh, we are welcoming the the white rhino back to the booth. The oh, first time since his retirement. Yeah, he's um he's been pestering me for a job. Probably not as much as he's been pestering you for one. Is he coming into your your little room there? He's coming into my little room. Yeah. Where are you based? Uh, this is in Oval. Okay. Because yeah. I think he's going in the bubble this week, isn't he? I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah, not... doing some stuff for Sky, so he's good. And I've got, we got him a little gig for JD Sports at the week. I'd say the Rhino's, the Rhino's doing all right. The Rhino's doing all right. It's making money and not getting punched in the face. This is good news for him. Did well on Soccer AM as well. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Anyway, there's enough time to talk about Dave Allen today. Let's talk about, before we talk about AJ Pulev, rather, let's talk about the show this past weekend, Billy Joe Saunders versus Martin Murray. Um, kind of was what it was. Dominant performance for Billy Joe Saunders in getting the decision. Yeah, I actually thought it was a good performance. I mean, he's quite harsh on himself quite critical he's been out of the ring for 13 months i would have liked him to get the stoppage i did feel that it was a knockdown was it in the fourth or fifth round um he just messaged me actually he said i think it was a five out of ten like okay i mean there were there were glimpses of brilliance murray went into his shell a little bit after he got hurt early sort of midway in the fight massive credit to martin murray super tough and uh onwards and upwards for billy i thought it was a good fight good run out and uh I like what I saw, I think, and everybody knows. I mean, there's no secret, is there? He has to be in a massive fight next. He has to be. Um, he's in his prime. And now we've got to find out. People have talked about Billy Joe Saunders being maybe pound for pound one of the best fighters in Britain for years. So we've got to see it. But good performance, I thought. What's next for him? Obviously, going into the fight, a lot of the talk was about, you know, what's going to be next with all due respect to Martin Murray. Now he's got Martin Murray out of the way. What's, the, what's 2021 looking like for Billy Joe Saunders? I think it's either Demetrius Andre or um, the winner of Canelo against uh, Callum Smith, to be honest with you. Um, Demetrius wants that fight bad. You know, you've got two guys there who are just desperate to prove themselves in a big fight and two guys that are actually being quite avoided over time. Um, I think everybody wants to fight Canelo Alvarez, obviously. Um, but Callum Smith fights him next week. Wow, can't believe that's next week. And um, then Billy Joe Saunders will want the winner. But we are under pressure from the WBO. Uh, Zach Parker is a mandatory. And no disrespect to Zach Parker. That's another fight that Billy Joe is saying, oh, Zach Parker. You know, even Demetrius Andrade. I think because Demetrius Andrade doesn't really know a great deal about Liam Williams and he doesn't think anyone's interested in that fight which I actually disagree with, by the way. I think, it, I, think, I think that's a good fight. He's like, oh, Liam Williams. You know, he puts Liam Williams in the same category as Luke Keeler and Akavov and these guys. For me, is, you know, it's not a big fight, but it's a good fight. So if Demetrius can't land Billy Joe Saunders or Gennady Golovkin or Jamie Munguia or, you know, a standout fight, he will fight uh, Liam Williams. So... He, again, was on to the US team last night saying, I'm ready to go with Billy Joe Saunders, February or March, 
let's do it. It's just difficult at the moment, to be honest with you. You know, are both set to make a lot of money for that fight. And, you know, the, the lack of crowds or, or the lack of confidence that we're going to return to normality makes it quite difficult. But Billy wants Andrade or the winner of Canelo against Smith or Jacobs. Um, but certainly those two are two that are on the immediate radar. Disappointed that he didn't get the stoppage against Martin Murray? Yeah, I think so, maybe. I mean, I think Martin's very... One, he's extremely tough. And two, he's quite clever. And I think once you got to that fifth or sixth round, Martin went into a little bit of survival mode and then it's even more difficult to, to stop such a tough guy. Um, and Billy's not... I, I thought... I actually thought... When I looked at some of the American comments... They were like, we love this Billy Joe Saunders, an aggressive Billy Joe Saunders. But Billy's never going to be a guy that just walks you down and throws a million shots recklessly. And, you know, he's much more calculated than that. So for him, that was an aggressive performance and people liked it. But of course, you'd always like to get the stoppage, to be honest. Probably leads me into um, what we'll talk about next. Uh, you mentioned, you know, somebody who's not going to come and hunt down the stoppage. Lerone Richards got yeah. a bit of stick for his fight with Timo Lane. Obviously, you know, it takes two to tango, so to speak. But a bit of a flat performance, not an ideal debut for Lerone Richards. Yeah, I think, you know, if you're going to um, sort of stand up for Lerone Richards, you're going to say, well, he hasn't boxed for 14 months. Timo Lane, let's be honest. I mean, he, what, he threw about eight punches in the whole fight. He just, when you talk about come to survive, I mean, that was a pure survival from Timo Lane, who I thought was disappointing, to be honest with you. Like, I fancied he'd at least have a go, and he didn't. And Lerone Richards is going to look really good against people that come to have a go, because he's very good. If you want to be critical of Lerone Richards, which is fine, uh, probably wasn't ex as exciting as you'd like it to be, quite frankly. I mean, you're never going to see him go out and let his hands go, like I said, recklessly. But you have to let your hands go more than that, in my opinion. And I think that's what Dave Coldwell's got to work on. Yes, technically, we know he's outstanding. But when you back someone up, you know, I mean, and actually, he only needed 30 seconds of action and the ref would have stopped the fight from round four. But it's backing someone up, beating them up and letting their hands go. Not all fighters fight like that, but you should be able to do it. And I think that's what Dave will work on. The, the plus side is, got eight rounds and no excuse not to jump into a big European level fight or beyond in 2021. So, Lerone Richards is a quality operator, very good fighter. But, you know, yeah, I guess in an ideal world, I would have liked it to be a bit more exciting. But all in all, he took the fight on five days notice. He probably wasn't as fight fit as he'd like to have been, but it was important to get him out because he's been so inactive and it will ruin your career. Yeah, I spoke to Dave Coldwell yesterday and he kind of said that it's trying to manage that, you know, he needs the rounds, he needs the box, it's good to get the rounds in, but also the commercial side and the interest of, of knockouts and what that brings. But anyway, we're going to try and skate through as we're, we're a pay-per-view fight week, so we're going to try and um, to get through it a little bit quicker today. Uh, before I move on, Johnny Nelson. What is Johnny Nelson doing, Eddie? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Johnny... Johnny has obviously, what I like about Johnny is he don't give a fuck. Like he'll tell you his, his honest opinion. But on this occasion, his honest opinion was that James Tennyson could beat Javonta Davis. Now, we'll say one thing. James Tennyson could be anybody in the division because he punches so fucking hard. But let's just calm down a little bit. And, uh, you know, I think that 
Tennyson, for me, is one of the most exciting fighters in boxing right now. Pound for pound, hardest puncher out there, right up there in that list. And, but with all due respect to Josh O'Reilly, who was, you know, a top 15 guy, he ain't Javante Davis, he ain't Devin Haney, he ain't Teofimo Lopez. And now James has got to fight one of those guys in the middle of Josh O'Reilly and, and Javante Davis. And if he can take the hammer, which is yet to be, you know, a good win on Saturday, good win against Gavin Quinn, good win against Craig Evans, Atif, Ashback, Shafiq, blah, 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 you know, all these guys. We've got to see him get hit back by a big punch in lightweight. And if he can take the power, which at times he couldn't take at 130 because he was absolutely dead at the weight, then you've got an absolute monster on, on your hands. And I think him against Jorge Linares at the Odyssey in Belfast is absolutely fucking wild, to be honest with you. So I'm really excited about him. And you know, when you talk about Billy Joe and you talk about their own and their styles, with this guy, you'll never ever get a bad fight. Never. It's impossible. And that's great news for a promoter, great news for a broadcaster. And I keep saying to fans, I really think you should get behind James Tennyson. I think he's really exciting. He's down to earth, does exactly what he says he's going to do. And, you know, he'll always give you good value for money. He'll always give you great entertainment. Yeah, I think obviously the, uh, the headlines were somewhat distracted by Mr. Nelson's outlandish comment. Um, just final one on that. When he's saying things like this, Eddie, does it not lose a bit of credibility that he's willing to kind of go out there? I'm not saying that I agree with you. James Tennyson punches hard enough that he has a chance against anybody in theory on any given night. But we haven't seen anything really that indicates that. And in Johnny Nelson's words, he would beat Javante Davis now. Not yeah. in two fights time, not Lenaro's first at the Odyssey now. About credibility. I mean, we're all, you can't really question the credibility of a former world cruiserweight champion and heavyweight fighter. Do you know what I mean? I mean, he knows more about boxing than me and you know put together. Um, I think it was an outrageous comment. I think he was probably getting a bit carried away because he loves James Tennyson and obviously just steamrolled that guy. But it's his opinion. Um, he can beat Javonta Davis, but Javonta Davis would be a huge favourite in that fight at the moment because James don't have the experience and, and proven pedigree at that level. But Johnny's Johnny. You know, I mean, like, like I say, it's, it's hard to question anyone who's boxed at that level, who has been around the sport all his life, who's been in a ring, who understands. But... You know, I did see it on the Twitter and go, fucking hell, go on, Johnny boy. That's right up there, that one, son. So, yeah, I think Johnny's Johnny. I don't know whether sometimes he says things just to wind people up. You never know. Yeah. Um, final one on James Tennyson, because it is, it is important to finish on, on James Tennyson, because it was an impressive performance, and he's a very exciting fighter. You mentioned Jorge Linares. Linares obviously has a name recognition over here. He's been knocked out early. He's quite chinny. That, that pairs up um, against a power puncher like that. Do we not need to see James Tennyson in against a durable, lightweight, somebody who can take the shots, like an Yvonne Mende, somebody like that? Yeah, maybe. Nice. Nice. Like it, Rob. Yeah, like it. Like it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good fight as well. Um... I just think Tennyson and Linares is fucking wild. I really do. Mm. Wild. Especially in Belfast. But, yeah, I think a durable guy is good as well. I mean, you know, I know Josh O'Reilly's never boxed at any, like, big level, but he's quite well-renowned to be a solid fighter. And he got absolutely mullered. So, yeah. Very exciting future for James Tennyson.
Well, we look forward to it. Um, before we move on to AJ this week, there was, of course, another fight this past weekend. Anthony Yard versus Lyndon Arthur. Another fight that you would have um, kept an eye on. What did you make of it? Um, I mean, it was an awful fight, wasn't it? Um, and it was a weird fight. I think I'd, I'd said to you before we started recording, I do feel that some fighters are struggling a bit in the environment of just the flat environment of no crowds. And thank the Lord that crowds return this week and hopefully we can keep building on that. Um, I don't know. I saw a, a, a tweet from Carl Greaves saying that Lyndon Arthur's hand was damaged before the fight. And he didn't throw the right hand, did he? I mean, must have thrown less than half a dozen right hands in the whole fight. I thought it was a strange performance from Anthony Yard, really flat. And when he let his hands go, he looked like he could end the fight. I mean, we saw it. I think he only landed, what, one right hand in the middle of the fight. It was a good shot. And then the 12th round, he, round he set about him and looked really good. Um, I think it was a it's, a it's a big blow for Anthony Yard. And again, it's another kind of, we sh I feel like we should be saying, well done, Lyndon Arthur. I thought the fight was very close. Tough to score, wasn't it? So many rounds that no one really did anything. Um, but like Joe Joyce, we should be congratulating Lyndon Arthur. And he's got a great backstory. He's got a great team. Uh, Pat Barrett, you know, all those guys up there. Steve Wood done a great job. And he's had a result because he's going to make an absolute fortune in the rematch. So good luck to him. Um, I like Anthony Yard a lot. I think he, he's got a great attitude. Um, he's come from the blind side, i.e., not through the system, you know, not through the Olympics, not through the, the GB setup. And I think he's had a really, really rough year. And I think he deserves enormous praise for even getting in the ring, to be honest with you. And I, I said to you again off air, and I don't really know Anthony Yard, so it's hard to judge, but he didn't look, I don't know, not that his heart weren't in it, but I don't know, emotionally maybe he wasn't quite right for that fight. But I don't want to make excuses for Lyndon Arthur because, you know, it's a big win. But, and I, and I hope Anthony Yard bounces back, and I'm sure he will, and I'm sure he'll be back. But of course, you know, like Dubois, it's a, it's a catastrophic blow when you're trying to say these guys are like stars and, you know, but he'll be back and he can really fight. So wish him all the best. You've got Callum Johnson, you've got Joshua Boazzi, obviously, particularly the Boazzi fight has been, has been long mooted as a, a you know, a potential pay-per-view fight, Boazzi versus Yard. Um, it's, it's a silly question. It's a bit of an obvious question, but how badly affected is a potential Boazzi Yard fight after what we saw this weekend? Oh, I mean, at the moment it's over. But who knows what's going to happen in the future? Like I said, Anthony Yard's a good fighter. I'm sure he'll be back. So, and and you know, we weren't planning on doing Boatsy Yard next. So, Boatsy's going to fight um, in a big fight. Looks like the first week of March, and then he'll be ready for a world title. And and again, if if by the middle of the year or September time, um, everybody wants to see the Yard fight again, then of course that's. Um, that's a big fight. But right now, you know, Anthony's just got to focus on getting himself back. Um, and he'll be fine. He'll be fine. You know, he's a good fighter and he, he's got a great mind, great work ethic. Again, when you look at his personal tragedies this year, you know, how he's even fighting, to be honest with you, I think he's remarkable. So I'm sure he'll be back. But big congrats to Lyndon Arthur. 
Before we move on, Eddie, I just mentioned his name there, Callum Johnson. What's the latest with him? Nothing. Um, you know, I, I get a lot of people saying, oh, you're stalling the career of Callum Johnson. Callum Johnson's not under contract with us. We have offered him a three-fight deal, which was a run-out in November, European title fight, the Boatsy fight as well. They didn't like the offer or the fights or whatever they were and just said, no, Joe Gallagher's not pushed me for any Callum Johnson fights. He hasn't messaged me asking for any Callum Johnson fights. So I presume they'll, they'll do their own thing. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he, he went and boxed on another platform. We, I made an offer that in this time to get him out, I wanted to get him out, I wanted to get him active, I wanted to get him paid. And we just got an off, we just got a reply saying it's not enough money. Not how about this or how about this or, you know, most people would be, as they do, managers, can we do this? What about this? What about this? But I haven't heard from them, so I just presume they're not interested. What's the situation currently with Sergei Kovalev and DAZN, Eddie? On the back of the Canelo Alvarez fight, he's entitled to two fights on DAZN. I think one of them, the one that's mooted, is Sullivan Barrera for early next year. It's so, that's, you know, surely a, a, a potential fight for your light heavyweights, for a Callum Johnson, for a Joshua Boatsy at some point next year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, Kovalev, I think, fights end of Jan or Feb, mm -hmm. something like that, in Russia. Um, I think he has two more fights left with DAZN. So this one, and yeah, be, be more than willing to do the Boatsy fight against Kovalev next summer. Yeah, good fight. Like it. Right. Pay-per-view fight week, Edwards. Yeah. It's been a long old year. It's pay-per-view fight week. It's Anthony Joshua versus Kubrat Pulev. Excited? So excited. And I, I actually woke up this morning thinking, fuck, this is the last one in the UK. I know we've got Triple G and Canelo next week, but it's been, I won't lie to you, Robert, it has been just a whirlwind. I mean, starting back with fight camp, you know, then... Milton Keynes, Peterborough, then back in the residency at Wembley and, you know, the ups, the downs, Dillian White, Del Boy against Usyk and this one, you know, and this, this is the most important fight. I mean, AJ Ruiz was really important, but I they kind of feel like this is one of the most important fights I've ever been involved with because we know what's coming at the end of it and we just got a win on Saturday. Everyone's nervous in the camp. AJ included. I think he feels the pressure, which is great news, by the way, for him. No one really knows what to expect. You know, Pulev, can't say he's an unknown quantity because he's been around for a long time and he's been, a, he's been a solid heavyweight top 10 guy for years and years and years. But he is good. And thousand fans, do you know what I mean? It's just, everything's just a bit weird. And I think normally we go into an AJ fight week and you've got sold out arena, you know, it could be Wembley, could be wherever. And you kind of know what you're going to get. You're going to get, you know, madness. This is just going to be a bit weird. And weird is not good a lot of the times because what is good is repetition and understanding this is what I do. So, yeah, there's, there, is, there, is, there are nerves from me and, and, you know, from AJ and Cam, but I think that's good. I think that's the way it should be because we know we've got a real fight. You know, this isn't a guy that's been handpicked out of the top 20 to go, oh, we, you know, he's good. But this is a guy that if AJ is going to become the undisputed world champion, he should be beaten. And he should be breaking him down, beating him up. And I, I hope you will get a masterclass knockout performance from Anthony Joshua on Saturday. And I believe he will. But I believe it's going to be tough and hairy along the way. Well, if he needs any reminders, it's as you I'm sure know, it's 12 months ago since we were out in Jeddah. Yeah. So we could get Clash on the Dunes Part 2 
Pulev versus Joshua two in Saudi next year, if not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you never know. I don't, I'd rather not. I'd no, rather not, Rob. Not rather not go back to Saudi. I'd rather not have to go for a rematch again. Can we just win on Saturday, please? Win in style and then fight Tyson Fury. That's, that's all we want to do. But it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy because, again, it feels like deja vu. You know, we went into that first fight. It was like, just win this and you do Wilder fight and blah, blah, blah. Just win this. But I think the lessons have been learned. And I think, honestly, AJ is so focused on just this fight. Um, just want to get it out of the way now. Just want to get the win. And then bugger off to America next week. Get those fights done. And then, to be honest with you, just bugger off for Christmas. And just have a couple of weeks break. And, and hopefully start to return to some kind of normality. And, and amazing to have fans there on Saturday. It's going to be, it's going to be quite, a, you know, quite an emotional sort of moment, I think, for the team to actually see people back. It's been a, it's been a hard graft, you know, and we've missed them. Is there a rematch clause for Joshua Pulev? Is there usually rematches for mandatories? Every fight, yeah. Every mandatory? Yeah, every fight, every Joshua mandatory. Every big name. Every Vasily Lomachenko mandatory. Yeah, I mean, most, yeah. Every Canelo Alvarez mandatory. Yeah, standard procedure. Yeah, it's obviously just reserved for kind of the big stars of the sport because usually it's not, is it? It depends, it depends on the offer, to be honest with you. I mean, if you if you had a situation where uh, you didn't, I mean, don't forget, mandatories, you don't have to have uh, a rematch clause, of course. You, you feel it's right, but they want a rematch clause. You know I mean? If you're going to get a great split and great offer of a rematch where you're going to make double, treble the money, why wouldn't you? You know I mean? Every... This is the same thing. I remember when Bob Aram, uh, when we when Bob Aram, when we did the deal for Vasily Lomachenko against Luke Campbell. Luke Campbell was WBC mandatory, and Aram said, "We will not take the fight. We'll vacate the belt unless you unless you give us a rematch clause." And ultimately, we knew that the rematch clause was great money, and actually, it's probably the biggest fight out there. When Crawler boxed uh, uh, Lomachenko, he was mandatory. Bob Aram said the same. I'm not doing this fight unless I've got the mandatory. And that's generally industry procedure for a superstar. Uh, but Pulev, he wants the, the rematch because he'd make a fucking absolute fortune. A bit like Andy Ruiz. You know? So Andy Ruiz, when he signed a rematch clause, he couldn't believe it because he was doubling his money. And he ended up, you know, having it having it off. Um is Tyson Fury gonna be there on Saturday, Ed? I don't know. I think Does he know that he's been invited? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's obviously Sky. I don't know who they've got for their guests. And you've also got DAZN, mm. who are broadcasting the fight globally outside of the UK. So obviously DAZN aren't showing the fight in the UK, and but they are globally. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was a DAZN guest or he was a Sky guest. So I don't know. But uh, I'll certainly be reaching out. Once I know if he is, I'll certainly be reaching out if he's not and saying, do you want to come? I mean, it's not easy to have guests who aren't working or in some kind of capacity at the moment. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it'd be great for him to come. And it's not even, I just saw his tweet actually, just, uh, you know, which is great. Um, but this fight is on as far as I'm concerned. So I would, that's why AJ came down to the Usyk Jazora fight to support Usyk, but also Sorry to put to, to support Del Boy, but also to watch Usyk up close. Maybe Fury don't need to watch Josh up close, but I would if I was him, you know. So 
more than welcome. AJ wants to be his manager, doesn't he? Yeah, it's funny. I don't know. I don't know where that came from, really. It's just a little. It's a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, didn't he say he wants him to be? He wants him to come and sign for Matchroom, and he'll manage him under two five eight because Tyson Fury has a lot of potential. Uh, good, good, nice tongue in cheek comment. To a little, little wind up. I liked it. I liked it. Let's get it spicy. Let's get it spicy. Let's talk about the rest of the card, right? Lots of tweets flying around about Lawrence Acoli and his opponent. Um, what's the latest? So the latest is we went down the entire top fifteen. And a mixture of, obviously, people not ready. They only had a week's notice, so I'm not saying anyone's bottled it or anything like that. But uh, not ready, didn't fancy it, no visa. And we found one which we thought would be perfect, which was Sislak, the Polish heavyweight, who was fighting on Saturday and said, let me get through and then I'll give you the answer. And then boxed, won quite comfortably, and then probably asked for about six times the money that Glowacki was on. Uh, so it shows you how much he wanted to fight. I got a little bit marked up in the fight as well. I don't think, I don't just don't think he fancied it. Um, so we had another guy who was ready to go standing by just in case Seslak wouldn't, which is Jezuski, another Polish fighter who's 19 and 0. Um, we've applied to the WBO to have him, the, the rankings are out this week, the first week of every uh, month. So, would they put Jezuski in the rankings? I don't think they really like the look. Even though Jezuski is much better than, I don't know, David Light, Malicic. I know these guys off by heart now because I've been working on them all week. You know, so he's, he's easily good enough to be in the top 15. But I don't think, just being honest with you, they like the look of, you know, this guy goes into the rankings on fight week and it's for the world title. So, but I'm trying. And if it's not, it could be for the interim title. But ultimately, the winner of that fight will have to fight Glowacki in February. So it's a dangerous fight. Jezuski's a decent fighter. You know, he's un- unbeaten, can punch a bit. Um, and he's of that same mould of Sisliak and Glowacki. So another pole for, for Lawrence. And you know what? I've been impressed with his mindset, to be honest with you, because it was a real kick in the nuts. I mean, it was the last COVID test Glowacki had to take before he flew. And he's actually been really ill, Glowacki. So... Best wishes to him. Um, but Lawrence has been quite, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of people get a lot of bad news during this this six months and everyone reacts differently. But Lawrence says, okay, I'm going to put on a show on Saturday. I've worked so hard for this. I want to knock this guy out. And then I fight Glowacki in, in February. So could be for the title. Probably not. Could be for the interim, maybe. And, you know, but certainly the winner of this fight will have to fight Glowacki for the title in early next year. Also lost another fight, Suleiman Sissoko, another 258 fighter, um, no longer on the card either. Are you replacing that card? Have you looked to replace that fight? Yes, Conway will stay on the fight and he'll actually fight Manchester's uh, Macaulay McGowan on the fight, um, who's a fucking lunatic and quite a character. Um, called the fight out. Um, you know, Sissoko, who wasn't available in the end, um, and I wanted to keep Kieran Conway on the card. So left him on. McGowan always comes to fight. I think it will be a good little fight to start the card. Early doors on the broadcast, but a good fight. And then obviously this morning I added Florian Marku and the Albanian crazy army. 
to the card as well, fighting Alex Fearon, Clifton Mitchell's kid. It's actually a good fight, quite a dangerous fight for, for your start. So, yeah, as always, and I can't promise you that we won't lose something else along the way mm. this week because this is just what's happening at the moment, you know. Um, but right now, we're solid and set. Fingers crossed, everything stays in place. Of course, Huey Fury against Marius Vack, good fight. And I think potentially the fight of the night outside of AJ against Pulev is Bakoli against Kuzmin. I think that's a really good fight. Spoke to the Russian team yesterday. They're bang up for this. They really think they can win this fight. And Kuzmin's a great fighter. So I think that's a great fight. Uh, moving on. Oh, sorry. Moving on, Eddie. Uh, you mentioned uh, Tyson Fury and potentially him being in attendance. Is Bob coming over for this? No. No. no, I'm sure you're, you're being constant communication with him throughout the week. Again, he's been banging the drum talking about Pulev versus Fury next year. Quite funny because um, with Aaron, he's like, he really thinks, I don't think he rates AJ, right? So he's like, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Pulev, it's, it's just a shame that, you know, when he knocks him out and, but, and I'm like, I don't know whether he's convinced himself that Pulev's going to win or he really believes it, but he keeps saying it and he keeps saying it. So he'll be banging the drum this week. I don't think, um, was he 89, 90? I don't think it's safe for him to be flying over at the moment and all this stuff. And obviously with the quarantine situation back and forward. So um, he won't be here, but he'll be talking a lot, I'm sure. And although, you know, although he appears to think and maybe want Pulev to win. He can't really want Pulev to win because he st stands to make a lot of money out of the undisputed fight. So I'm sure he'll be watching with bated breath. Okay, Eddie, before I let you go, um, customary for me to ask a message before big, big fights. This message I would like you to send to the WBC heavyweight champion of the world, Tyson Fury, who may or may not be in attendance this Saturday to watch Anthony Joshua versus Kubrat Pulev. What's he going to see this weekend and what's he to expect next year against Anthony Joshua? Well, Tyson Fury should tune in to watch the best heavyweight on the planet this Saturday against Kubrat Pulev. You should be watching the guy that's going to take your green and gold off you, your ring magazine off you in 2021, but you should come down in person because I've actually said, as I've said before, more than welcome to come around for a little roast on Sunday as well. We can have a little chat and you know, walk the dogs, whatever. But as I said, look, Tyson Fury is a fantastic, fantastic fighter. Anthony Joshua, for me, though, is the best heavyweight in the world. And he will prove it on Saturday night against his mandatory changer. I think it's going to be, there's going to be ups and downs in the fight. I'm sure we're going to be shitting ourselves at times in the fight. But I believe you're going to see a brutal performance from Anthony Joshua. And come down, enjoy the night, Mr. Fury. You've got Huey Fury on the card as well against Marius Back. Big fight for him. Lawrence Okoli against Dazuki. Great heavyweight fight with Okoli against Kuzmin. Um, Kieran Conway against McGowan. I think McGowan's actually powerful Tyson Fury as well. Even more reason to come down. And, of course, the Albanian lunatic, Florian Marco, in a great fight with Fearon. So, you're welcome. Don't miss it. If you can't make it, then I'm sure you'll be purchasing it on Sky Sports Box Office. Um, and let's all keep our fingers crossed that AJ can do the bizzo. Whether Mr. Fury is a fan of him or not, I know he'll have his fingers crossed because we all want to make this next week. Two great heavyweights, the undisputed World Heavyweight Championship. Let's just please wake up Sunday morning with all those belts still around the world. Otherwise, we'll be back in Saudi next year. You might be there anyway. Yes, we'll probably. Okay, right. Eddie, always a pleasure. Thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social. Best of luck this week. Catch up with you soon.